coming up on small town charm, shady real estate deals here in town. And I selfishly, the thing that I've been waiting to talk about since we had the idea for this podcast, we finally re finally reveal it on this episode. So stay tuned to Small Town Charm. Welcome to Small Town Charm. My name is Daniel. We got Mike. We got Chris. Thank you again for watching. If you like this show, please like, subscribe, share it with your friends, leave a rating and review, all that stuff that you know helps us out. It really does, so please do it. So this week, we are gonna talk about uh, interesting things regarding real estate in this town. Hmm. Uh, there was something that happened relatively recently as we recorded this, as we were recording this episode, and it, it at least made me think of some things that I've heard rumblings and rumors of for the past uh five years or so that i've lived here and uh i, I know that that these two guys have more to the story than i probably do um so i'd love to talk about it but uh again as we're recording this episode we're pretty fresh off of the recent election and there's been after the election already some shady stuff happening with real estate um i don't know which one of you want to uh describe what it happened what has happened allegedly uh let me speaking of that let me say it again in this episode the show is for entertainment purposes only we're not saying anything that we're not journalists we're not reporting that, that this is all fact don't take our word for it if you hear something that sounds weird fishy maybe not true maybe it is true go look it up do your own research ask around but don't take our word for it it may not be true we believe it's true but that doesn't mean that we're right all right Great. So who wants to share what's happened I, recently? I love the disclaimer. <laughs> I also love that you changed. You I just, changed outfits. <laughs> well, this is, like, this is like a week later, Mike. Oh, what are you talking about? Of course I changed clothes. <laughs> um, I mean, I, Mike, we're probably going to have to tag team the story a little bit because I didn't, I didn't pay... So wh why don't you describe what happened Yeah, I didn't pay super close attention to it, but I know the, like, the rough details. So the day after the election... Um, yeah. a, a guy posted. I was on the four one. It's less than yeah. the day. So yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> it's basically like the night of the election almost. Yeah, the the morning after. The morning the after, <laughs> like, uh, man, and talk about like like grave stomping. You know, like, oh man, but it's this, so this great. Is so bad. But <laughs> the morning after the election, uh, a, a gentleman who is who's a landowner on Nolensville Road and has been here for a number of years. And has been in talks with realtors about selling his land as a part of all the development that's coming. Uh, posted this kind of cryptic post, um, basically saying, "Is it normal?" And, and he addressed it to the rulers of Nolansville. <laughs> <laughs> the Trump are awesome. Yeah, yeah interesting. I, I love every like I love every character of that post. Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, like there's a monarchy or something like that. <laughs> it's great. But yeah, like it was addressed to the rulers in Oldsville and it was basically asking like, is it normal for a person to call uh, another person's real estate agent and tell them that they control, this was the language that was used, uh, like they control the new council. And so the zoning that they're wanting to get on their land in a, in a sale is not gonna happen. And uh, 
it's it's just it's humorous to me the timing of it all is just like super suspect it, it, and so it's it, the funniest part about it is because after the last two years we just had everybody collectively looked at the post and was like no it's not normal and if you've been around or you've talked to people it is very normal in Owensville for that to happen. It's <laughs> very, very normal for real estate deals to be hinged on what happens in these board meetings, and they're very specific to what, like, to these projects, right? Yep. So the one that comes to like to my mind right away is the car wash. Like oh. the car wash doesn't happen if the government doesn't step in and give them a variance. Can and we just can we just dive into it? Let's go. I All mean, right. where who wants to start? I'll start. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah. It's like three years in the making here. Uh, so the car wash, so the car wash doesn't happen if the government doesn't step in, uh, which is not. I mean, I'm not opposed to that. I why, think. That, why is that? Because they needed to. They needed to put the parking lot in the back, in order for in order for this no in order for this design to work for this parcel to work it had to be a two story car wash with the parking lot in the back. The zoning. Ordinance had it where the parking lot had to be in the front, and I think they couldn't have two stories. They, they needed a variance. They needed it, a variance. Could, it they couldn't be two stories, and the parking lot had to be on the street side, basically. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. they had to go to the BZA, which I am like I am I sit on that board now. It's a board of zoning and appeals. Right. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they had to prove hardship and get granted get granted a variance. That, I love that process. I serve on that board now, and I'm all in favor of the government stepping in and fixing a hardship that they've created on uh, on a landowner. Sure. That's, like, I'm all for that. The owner of the car wash was a BOMA member. He was, he was an old, he was a vice mayor of the town. Yes. A person that brought the motion for approval on the BZA level was a fellow alderman serving on the BZA, Tommy Duggar. Yep. So like that, there's there's connection number one. There's connect like that's I mean that's that's the government voting, controlling what happens to the sale yep. of land. The person that sold them the land is Tra- uh, Travis Blunt, who then gets appointed yeah. to the. I I think I planning commission. Let's just get appointed to planning commission. Let's do a rundown of Should all the that? yes like yeah. all the people involved in this. It's gonna so, get confusing if we don't. Yeah, because I because I people are gonna hear these names and they're not gonna understand it all. So. Um, the car wash, wash three seven one three five. I think we can just say yeah. it. it's a public. There's only one a, car wash. There's only one car yeah. wash. Which car? Uh, and, Allegedly, and, and, and it was. <laughs> this was a very controversial. Uh, I mean, there was a whole website and like group dedicated to like we don't want a car wash in Nolensville. We don't want it at this location. That like people came out and spoke against this. It was also. It, it wasn't allowed. It wasn't allowed use. It was a. Mm-hmm. That's also what they needed the zoning variance for. Was it, it, it? It wasn't allowed use in this specific area. Was it just an OI? Yeah. Use. Yeah. Okay. So, um, that was my understanding of it, at least. Um, but I, I, yeah, it's important to point out who all the players are. So, Tommy Duggar, Jason Patrick, Brian Snyder are all aldermen at this time. Yeah. And Jason Patrick and Brian Snyder are business partners with, uh, I'm, we're going to say a new name, Bill Cotis. The developer of Ben Creek. Correct. Bill Cotis is the developer in, he's, he's 
what's what, what's the development name? CK development. CK development. Is that K O T T A S? Yes. K O T T A S. And and he built Bent Creek. Burberry Glen. Burberry Glen. Uh, Nolan something. Yeah. Nolan there's Park, another maybe. one. I mean, well-known developer. He's been involved in Brentwood he for years. He developed Nolan spot or the, those those. Yeah, like, yeah, business, yeah. That That's right. Part. Off Haley Industrial. Yeah. So, um, not a new face to Nolan Soul by any means, but. But this is a developer getting in business with a vice mayor and a sitting alderman. Yes, exactly. There, there are problematic things there in and of themselves. Then the other business partner, the other person who's involved in this business is a police officer. Slash public works. Slash, yes, slash the head of public works at the right. time, who's no longer involved. So all of them are no longer involved in Nolensville politics, but they were at the time. Um, and three of them at least were involved in the sexual harassment lawsuit. I don't think Brian was. Well, he wasn't named, but... I, yeah, I, I, that was one of the things I mean, that she omitted was his... I don't think she ever mentioned his name. Which I, is props. You didn't get sued for sexual harassment. Well, I mean, he wasn't named, but like same time period. So, yeah, so it was definitely... He was probably, definitely probably associated if the other two were named. Definitely text messages involving her name. To be clear, though, he was not in the lawsuit. Want to be he, careful. He was not, not in the in lawsuit. lawsuit. He yeah. was not in the lawsuit. But uh, I, I, I think people can just assume. So I, was, so I always kind of gave him and Larry Feltz props. Like, just kind of sidetrack this. I always gave, like, in my mind, uh, the way I put this together with, with that lawsuit and the insider and stuff, was that Brian and Larry were non-existent in that lawsuit. Like, it, I'm sure that, like, she, like, mentioned Boma as a whole. Which sure. probably put lumped them in, but she never physically, like she never like verbally addressed their involvement in any of that. So I always like in my in my yeah. mind, I've always like okay, well, at least like they didn't do anything to like you know make the, her misery working for Nolensville sure. worse. No, and and that's fair. I I I think the point still stands though that like you have Jason Patrick, Brian Snyder, Brian Howell, and Bill Cotis. All players, in some way, shape, or form, in Nolansville politics, are an ownership group of a car wash yeah. that got special treatment while some of them were elected. Is that a good way to boil it down? Yeah. So, and they bought the land from Travis Blunt, who who I tried to hide it through an LLC. Well, I mean, that's that's not hiding it. I mean, if it, you're gonna buy land, LLC is a good option. I mean, it's a great uh, option, but like. Also, we're, we're like goals with conspiracy theories. So, yeah, so, so like, like I mean, it's Christian to us. You can track it down. But <laughs> yeah. our current chair of the planning commission, um, you know, is the one who sold them that land. He also was involved in Nolensville politics back in the early two thousands. How long did various... he own that land for? Do you know? It was a few years, right? Yeah, like two three years. Okay. Um, I mean, it, it, he he definitely bought it knowing. Like this is the only available parcel in that whole like like shopping center there. It's it's hard to yeah. I remember yeah. when I first moved here, it was, it was it, definitely an opportunity. It was I don't fault yeah. him for no, that. No, not at all. Because it was actually it's a it was a interesting chunk of land, kind of in yeah. the middle of that strip mall development. It's just like a bare piece of grass because they sure. used to put the fireworks tent there every year. That was you know. I only think it's interesting that all these years later, this person bought the land. Mm-hmm. And then sold it to this person, and then those people are then appointed. seen. Yes, like this person appointed this person, and this person's involved yeah. with this person in politics, and then all of a sudden you see at an election party, 
Uh-huh. Like well, those, for all, the current election, all the same people. Then. Oh my gosh! It's like the guy who sold the land for the car wash, who opened the car wash, who was elected are at you, the time, so are, are high fiving each other. And it's like, I mean, yes, I'm absolutely saying that these people are involved and in bed together and are trying to like. I think you know, I think what you're trying to say time. is that Jessica and Kate's election party looked a lot like the closing for Watch 37135. Or, yeah. <laughs> or it <laughs> looked a lot like... Cable. It could, yeah. it could, yeah. It looked a lot like a, a meeting of the good old boy network from sure. about 10 years ago. Sure, yeah. 100%. Yeah. So I think the moral of the story is, um, and, and we're, we're going to get into some other deals that are like this. Yeah. There is there is definitely a, a good old boy network uh, that some people tapped into along the way. Where it was like, if you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. I'll vote on this because if I vote yes on this for you and it helps you out, then you'll vote yes on my project and it helps me out. And I think you have some players that kind of came into politics along, you know, a certain point in time in, in Nolensville's history that are currently like they own businesses. They have real estate here. They're doing things in Nolensville. Um, and they're still trying to be involved to this day. That's why this is relevant. Um, that, you know, maybe people like just thought like the process was being followed to the T. Mm-hmm. And I think to any like normal person just looking in from the outside, you'd say like, oh yeah, this is just normal. Like they went to the meeting, they got the vote, whatever. But if you start following a little bit of the relationship between X and Y person, all of a sudden it becomes a little bit like, well, maybe there were some like handshake deals well, here going on. Th- th- go ahead. I-, I was just going to say there's, there's, there's an interesting thing here. So this is, uh, I have, uh, been involved in the past with like working with like a lot of churches. My wife has worked at churches before and like, and my dad was a pastor. Like it's similar in some ways to like being in a small town and that, if you were to like bring some of these things up, and the, and this is what happened a few years ago, like the car wash thing, I, I I know this for a fact. The response from the people involved was this like, "Oh shucks, we're a small town. We just we're just a bunch of good old people. Like we don't know what we're doing. Yep. Like you just it's just a small town. Oh come on, you know like that that kind of response. And the the, the issue I, I believed it at the time. The issue is, live, you live here long enough, you get to know these people. And they're not stupid. So, like, they're not, like, they'll, they'll put on the all shucks uh, approach publicly. 100%. But then you talk to them, and they know what they're doing. They, they work jobs that require an insane amount of, of intelligence. And they, they, they're involved in complicated things in their life. And then, they, and then they get caught with their hand in the cookie jar. And they're like, oh, I'm just a five-year-old. I just wanted a cookie. <laughs> And it's like, no, you can't yeah. be both ways. And if you don't, if you don't know these people, you might just take their word for it. But right. they know better. They know better. They they knew better. They know better. They always know better. They're too smart for this. But they want you to think that they just don't. Oh, we're just a tiny town. We don't know what we're doing. Yeah, like there's there's some. I mean, there is also some like a bunch of personal crap with the wash. I mean, I, like. You and me know that they screwed up over two people. Sure. To like steal that idea from under that person. Uh, you know, hashtag Team Bruce and Team Trey. Uh, <laughs> but like, 
at the time, I was very pro car wash. And I still am very pro car wash in terms of like, if I was on a board, if I was on a BZA back then, I'm 100% giving them that variance because that, that dumbass zoning ordinance did put a, a, uh, an obstacle for them to be successful on that piece of land. That's the essence of getting that, that, that zoning across. But then those same exact people turn around and take Matthew Shilvers and Southwalk and like, you know. Took him to town. Took him to town for like yeah. him trying to maximize his parcel. Yeah. So it's like, why the hell does the vice mayor get to maximize the, the value of his parcel, but Matthew Shilvers can't? Yep. Like that, that to me, it, that, that to me is where, where, where my issue lies. Because if you go on a 401, I've done this in preparation for this episode. If you Google, if you, if you search my name on a 401, with car wash, I'm very pro car wash. Like, and the car wash has proved, I actually think the car wash has done great things for my arguments because they proved all the NIMBYs wrong. There's no massive flooding. There's no water shortages. There's not a lot of traffic. There's no noise. Like, there's uh, that, that's a little loud. But <laughs> when I'm close I, by, I don't hear it in Ben Creek. Touche. But it's like, like they, there was a whole entire site dedicated to stopping. There was a petition. Yeah. There, was, there, yeah. were, there were yard signs, and they were all wrong. Like the yeah. car wash got built. It's a profitable business to the point where they're opening up another one in Dixon, and it's like all these people were wrong. So all the people that think that Darcy and those 200 apartments are gonna ruin Nolensville, all the people that thought that Southwalk might ruin Nolensville, the next whatever project is gonna come by, there's gonna always be NIMBYs. They're gonna say Nolensville's gonna be ruined. Car wash was the first example of like there was a massive movement against it. The government went against public opinion, and we lived. Nothing happened. Yeah. Right. So like they proved my concept of that. So yeah, like ten out of ten times I'm gonna uh, do the same thing. And I just want to say that is a prime example of the the three of us because I'm gonna take credit for your argument <laughs> too. <laughs> but that's a prime example of us being fair to to people on the other side of things yep. like like you just literally said it, it doesn't matter what the what what happened prior to the car wash opening at the end of the day the car wash is here it's yeah. here to stay it's fine it's fine and it, it it's a car wash it, full mean, disclosure I've, I've used it before we might have to leave we have to cancel the entire podcast. I, I, haven't, I haven't used it in the past oh, three Brian, years. Brian Snyder's gonna love that. I, I know. I mean, I'm proud to say I've never. I bought them. Never. Up. I drive twenty minutes to Smyrna to get my car washed. Smyrna. I just go down Nolensville Road. I've used it twice. Only on. Only I go to Smyrna. Roll, only for my Kia. I go to Smyrna. I go to Washington Road in Smyrna. But like, I I, oh. I refuse. I refuse so, to go. To so will, how about this? How about from from this episode on, we give a free ad. To wash and roll on normal roll. <laughs> All right, so hold up though. So I, I feel like maybe some people who don't know anything about this might have gotten lost already. So so let's back up to 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 the 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 involvement of people in the government. What actually happened uh, with with voting and that kind of yep. thing? Talk to, talk through that a little bit. So, uh, Mike, you'll have to like you know shade yeah. in shade in some color here because I'll probably forget it all, but. My understanding is that, okay, so they had this concept. Um, the, the zoning would allow for it in some ways, but they needed the variance. 
that was like it was required. Like a they, variance is basically the government the zone, saying the, the zoning doesn't allow for these specific things, but we're going to let you do these other little yeah. things, kind of outside the lines. Here, yes, here, like business wants to do X. Like we need to design our space in this way, and we need the parking. The parking needs to be here. Doesn't make sense for it to be here with a car wash. It makes sense. It's like, you know, you're gonna put the parking where the vacuums are. That doesn't need to be in the front. It made the, all the sense. But the zoning, the zoning, the way it reads is like, well, the parking always has to be in the front. Right. Okay. So that's okay. what. Okay. So like, what variance is. Yeah. There we so go. Okay. It's when the zoning ordinance prohibits you from optimizing or doing anything. It's, yeah. It becomes like a hindrance to your parcel. So then you, you need a I mean, variance. It, it, it makes sense why they needed it. What doesn't make sense is you have a sitting Boma member, an alderman, Tommy on the bza and then you have jason patrick who is also a boma member at the time as as basically the 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 one petitioning the town asking for this variance to be made right and you know granted like okay people can like recuse themselves and whatever it doesn't matter at the end of the day it's going to look how it looks right right and and they did the right thing it's a much better design when it brought up to the front Vacuums in the back, much better design. For sure. Two story there to kind of shield the road off from like just parking lot. For sure. And, and don't get me wrong. At the end of the day, if you're an elected official and you open a business at the same time as being elected, and you ask the government for permission to do so, correct. Like, like you're, yeah, you're like, probably gonna, no matter what, you're yeah. probably going to take heat for it. I just think that the the real juice at this of this story is is not actually what happened when they open the car wash it's everything that's happened since that okay so the the juice okay at the time like yeah they followed all the protocols they went through the steps like it seemed a little shady like hey maybe maybe you know this guy on the board who's voting in favor of your project and whatever but they could have just like opened the car wash been out of office and just like gone on with their merry lives and never just been business owners right but they haven't that's the problem it's it, it's the fact that they still want to be involved and the and every single person still involved with that project from the landowner to the business owner to the people voting on the business zoning variants are all the ones who just can like basically just got involved in the last election so so what you're saying is because that this is going to be my next question and I think you you pretty much answered it which is, I was going to ask you, like, what if 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 you're if you're one of those people uh, that you've talked about in the story, what what should they have done? And what you're saying is like basically, they they kind of did what they could. If if but what you're saying is these people kind of want to have their cake and eat it too, and that's 100%. the issue. It's like it's like there's there's an unwillingness to sacrifice anything personally for the integrity of the town yeah but that's your issue with it it's 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 at some point you just have to say you know what like this is th this business deal is going to benefit me so much that you know what i'll just step away from my role in the government because i'm going to benefit this way that's yeah. kind of or, what snyder did when he like decided yeah sure yeah like, yeah that's, or, that was his claim yeah or the other way around you say you know what i really care more about being in the government right now and leading this town so I'm going to avoid this business deal for the time being for that reason. And your issue is not so much that, that 
it's one or the other. It's that they, they insisted on having their cake and eating it too and trying to yeah. weave the narrowest of paths where they could say, oh, well, we did it all the right way. But at the same time, it's kind of like, well, now that you're a business owner and you're still in this position, what have you done since then? Yep. And there's a lot there's a lot to that as well, I think, that we should probably talk about. Yep. There's also like a funny thing that kind of kind of goes with this. Jason Patrick just can't stay away from Nolan. Like he's, <laughs> like he's he's like the you know he's like there with the with the spoon and the lighter and just like in the closet. Like, oh, that's like, so good, Mike. He he uh, he becomes vice mayor, ends up quitting to watch kids play baseball. Within a few months, <laughs> he's back as Wait. the chairman of yeah. the, of the budget committee, making inflammatory posts about impact fees. Then like he gets caught with like weird links and text He spent messages. more time with his family right before he got sued, right? So what happened? He left to get... To, that was the first I think thing, so right? he, he left to spend more time with his family and within three months he realized he wants to be on a... A, a, a chair, budget committee. A budget committee chair. Yeah. Okay. Then he makes some inflammatory posts about impact fees he gets... Which like, he was wrong about. Of course. Uh, then he quits that. Then like within within a few months and I... Like what was it like? March of 2021, he's like making FOIA requests. He contacts like people on Facebook that are making comments against him being involved again, calling people behind the scenes saying, like, I'm not involved again, even though I made this FOIA, I want to be completely out of it. Within a few weeks, he's on the news talking about how this is what pisses me off, and I, re- I, I hope he hears this. He was on the news talking about how frightening it was that Lisa would sue him specifically for making these. FOIA request. I remember when the town of Knowlesville told me to sue them if I wanted my FOIA request taken care of. Like, that's frightening. When the lawyer of the town and the mayor sit down in front of me and tell you, you want my text messages? Sue Sue us. Like, cut the crap. Like, it's so frightening. I want to be be left alone. I want to watch baseball. Like, stop coming back. Leave. Yeah, stop stop, stop random. Facebook and yeah, talking about it. The dude is like completely full of because at the end of the day, Jason Patrick, if you don't want to be involved, don't be don't involved. be on a camera at a re-election at a, an election like celebration party. But don't Hi. go on the news. Don't go don't, on the news. Well, don't go on the news. Yeah, for sure, don't go on the news. So but like, frightening. So but frightening. but like, don't don't be caught on an election like celebration party, high fiving all the people. It's like, dude, if you don't want to be involved in politics. Don't be. Yeah. Just it's that easy. Well, Just don't be involved. Right. The the people we talked about in the previous episode where he was seen high fiving, it's it's the car wash people. Yes. I mean, you said that already. It was like, a, it was like the closing. It's, it was yeah. The closing it's, it's, meeting. It's, it's, it's the it's the guy that's on the line and the guy that gave him the variance. Like yeah. Like <laughs> he's high fiving. Our two new commissioners got elected. Yeah. So it's the, this whole. We saw a comment on our on our podcast or on, on Facebook about. Can you prove it? What's the smoking gun? What is it that, that proves all this stuff about the two candidates? It's that kind of stuff. Like yeah. you don't have to like. It's not. Yeah. It's circumstantial. I know, but you don't have to like have a, a degree in you know a forensic psychology yeah. to figure out that these people all like each other and are involved with each other. Right. Right. It's insanity. Yep. All right. So we have more deals to talk about. Let's take yeah. a quick break. And we'll, we'll talk more about those. Sounds good. All right. So we're talking about. More shady stuff. We just finished up kind of talking about the car wash. We took a quick break in case you didn't didn't notice that. Uh, but now there's there's other strange uh, occurrences regarding real estate here in town. 
I don't know if this is the place to ask the question, but I'll ask it now, and then if we want to talk about it in a later episode, we can do it then. But is it true that just because it's old, it's historic? Yeah. Oh. So, uh, kind of backtrack. Great question. <laughs> I'll answer your question, but I want to backtrack on what you said. Like the shady part. It's not even the shady part. It's like the shady ways to go around, to go about the right parts. Because like I, like we mentioned before, like like I at least don't necessarily think that approving the car wash was a bad deal. Like that, that I would have done the same thing. But how come other developers and other projects and other landowners don't get that same grace by the government? Uh, yeah, it seems like it, there's like a, a, a selective yeah, and then process to, to, that, that people got. It, don't don't make it so easy to make the argument <clears throat> that special treatment's been given right. to government officials. And it wasn't special treatment, it was just the, the correct treatment was applied. Right, but your point, but my point is, don't make the correct treatment be special. Right. Apply the rules fairly. consistently, yeah, fairly, yeah. yeah. And then to your point about old, old things uh, and all that, so like obviously Morton Britain House, right? So the Morton Britain House was a private residence right where Hillside Plaza is, Bur- or not Birdie's, me and Loretta's House of Bread. It basically sits where House of Bread was. Yeah, on, yeah. The, on, that, on, yeah. That, on yeah. that part of the development. Yeah. Uh, the developer was going to tear it down. Uh, supposedly it's like 150 years old. And I don't understand this. I'm, so I'm originally from Europe. Like, I was baptized in a church that was like 1,500 years old, and it wasn't historic. <laughs> it was just a church in my town. <laughs> they bulldoze it in a second yeah, if they like, needed yeah. to. <laughs> if they had money, they would, they would definitely yeah. blow it up and build a new one. Uh, but, uh, so yeah, like to me, I, I don't like it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a home that's a wooden structure that to me, I don't hold significance to it, but I understand, like, whatever. It's old, it's part of Knowledgeville history, you want to preserve it. Like, so what happened there was that they had to have a special meeting to grant variances to move it. They moved it onto Tommy Duggar's property and historic district behind that yellow house that he owns. While he was elected. While he was elected, uh, they rushed it. They used private donations through a charity to move it. It was $50,000. I remember that. It was like in February of 2019. I was actually stuck in traffic. I was coming back from Chicago. I was stuck in traffic when they were like moving it on a semi truck. Uh, they put it in the floodplain too. It's like I, I, I'm okay with the government saying, you know what, this means mean something to us. This is kind of special. This is kind of our history. Let's do everything to preserve it. I'm okay with that. But then, how do you do that? How do you use donation money to give an older man a house, put that house on his property? put it in the floodplain and continue using donations to renovate it. But at the same time, if anybody wants to come on to the floodplain at all, you're like, no, we can't. Like we're gonna, right. we're gonna create all these flooding issues. You just literally drop the house in the lap of a, of a sitting alderman right. into the floodplain. And, that was, mean, and, that's, that, and that's heroic. But somebody wants to like, <laughs> somebody wants to put a trail through the floodplains. Like you can't touch it because it's gonna flood us all. I think the irony, honestly, and this is like very relevant is literally last uh last boc meeting tommy duggar the the gentleman who has this house that was donated to him and it sits in his floodplain he owns that land commercial use too correct he owns this land and it sits in his floodplain was up (laughs) there uh he he was at, at public comments chastising lisa for fighting uh 
to get some like flood protection in her neighborhood for a, a like a huge swath of citizens people's homes where they live correct like people's actual like residences <laughs> that are in the floodplain and that development was approved under his watch as yeah. as a boa member he yeah. approved those developments being built in the floodplain and now their insurance rates are going like sky high because they're right. in this floodplain so and it, it's just great it's just like so crazy to me how this gentleman can 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 literally like on one day say, "Well, you know what? Like, I need you to like grant me this like special thing so that I benefit from it." And then the next day, oh no 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 no, he bought it for she's me. unethical. Yeah, like, and, well, that that whole that whole thing with the with the Summerlin flop, well, that pisses me off because that actually started in the CIP, which I'm also a part of. Uh, I gotta quit some. <laughs> So, like, that whole thing started with, with the CIP, with Victor Lay, our top manager, coming to the CIP and telling us, hey, there is a flood issue in Summerlin that's undermining the, sh the, the integrity of the road. Like, we, there, there is a very strong possibility we lose Bradfield Drive. Uh, and we're like, okay, well, how much does it cost? And, I, like, I think at first, at first estimate was, like, 175 That ballooned up because of the scope of work to, like, probably four hundred uh, grand. But it, like... Lisa, Lisa's neighborhood, Lisa's neighbors had nothing to do with that. It was literally Victor coming to us and saying, Correct. like, we're going to lose, there's a big possibility we lose that entire road. Yep. And the entire, entire storm drain system that runs on that road. Right. Okay, so let's, 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 let's just kind of like put a point on all of it. So, so Tommy Duggar is sitting there on the BOMA and he, he says, you know what, let's approve this neighborhood that has a, a flooding issue. Let's make a stupid choice. Let's make this. Let's let's approve this. All right. So then later on, what happens is somebody wants to give me a house, a historic house that I don't have to really pay anything for. I guess just get, I get to generously put it on my land. Someday in the future, maybe I'll benefit from it. But also, donations got it. Also, in the future, someone realizes that 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 old Tommy made a stupid decision when he was on the on on the board of mayor and alderman you gotta, approved, more, you gotta be more specific go ahead okay right <laughs> he made he made this choice of, of putting allowing a neighborhood to be built where it was going to be flooded by mill creek someone wants to call out hey our houses are in danger and he wants to now call out and try to point some kind of conflict of interest saying how dare you current board of commissioner member live in a place that's going to get flooded and want it to be fixed because i approved it that way don't talk about that. Also, please come visit and donate to the house that someone <laughs> gave me on the land that's going to get yep. flooded every chance it gets. 100%. That's, I just wanted to recap that in a way that was a little yeah. bit more I mean, short. That, yeah, you hit the nail on the head. That's exactly the issue we're talking about. And I just I, I just don't see, like, people in Nolensville don't know that that happened. Yep. Because it was so hidden. It was and not, it, it, it was not, this was not promoted it, on 4 and one this wasn't like a big push that the town made to like, like make sure that everyone was donate to this, and it was tr super transparent. Like, to I mean, to be fair, the historic society, which is like this nonprofit that's like separate from the town, they are the ones that are funding the rehabilitation right. of this house, right? What so, what is gonna happen at that house when it gets rehabbed? It's a I commercial still, zone. He can well, do anything he wants. My understanding. He can sell it, dude. My understanding is the house is gonna be a museum. Of what? Uh, of some uh, maybe like Nolensville <laughs> artifacts, whatever. A broken wheel. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I 
Um, I mean, oh man, don't trigger me down. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> like me. so, so many jokes. I'm sorry. I just like that's my. I said it earlier, but like, I, I still don't understand in this town the concept of of it being old means we have to protect it. Yeah. Like, like it can be old and be really. Like, 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 there's a lot <laughs> of stuff in this town. It's like, true. what happened there? What happened in that house? Someone was a farmer for a while, and I yeah. understand, like, that's going to, like, raise... People are going to lose their minds at me for saying this. But, like, tell me why it's important. Like, I went to... Uh, there's that there's that place down in Spring Hill that was a restaurant for a while. It was like a historic battlefield with like a, a house yeah. that was a plantation. Yeah. And they had a bunch of stuff that told me exactly the historic events. The, like, you know, I could go find in the Library of Congress things that happened or, like, other documents that talk about what happened here. You're talking about significance. There's yes. significance that happened. Not just somebody lived here for a while. Right. That's all over this place. But by, 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 so by by that scale, every house in Nolensville one day is going to become a historic home. I mean, right. that, that's, my, my I, home in 150 years, like we're going to be trucking this thing onto time. I, I I think that's the mentality is that like if like Nolensville so small and there's like only so many people that lived here back in the day. That it's like if you lived here and owned land, you were a part of the history, so therefore your name's historic. I I, I don't buy it. Like we have we have roads named after you. Great. I mean, I mean like, yeah, we, for we, sure. we, right. Whole developments named yeah. after you now. I mean, <sighs> scales. I mean, that's a family. Here here's the like the hard thing. It's like I think if you really dig into Nolensville's history, it's it's not that friendly. Like if you really look at it, there there's some stuff people don't really want to talk about. We're in the South. Yeah, slavery was a very real thing. Isn't isn't it like the last public lynching in yeah. the United States happened like in Nolensville? Yeah, yeah, for, like it was for, a Nolensville address for, for, for sure, for sure. And yeah. like, so I mean, yes, is there history here? A hundred percent. But is I I think I think we have to ask the question like and, and go like one level deeper. Like, is there history we really want to celebrate? Right in Nolensville. I'm sure there is. I mean, that, no, I, I'm not saying there isn't. I'm just saying, like, I I think too often people that are concerned about history in Nolensville simply say it's old and it's has to be preserved, and everything around us is growing, so it has to be preserved. And it's like, well, wait, let's like go, let's go one level deeper and ask, what does this old thing really represent to the history of Nolensville? Because if it doesn't actually represent anything, great. It's old architecture. Cool. Like, who gives a shit? You can look that up on Google. Well, like, uh, if it doesn't actually have a historic piece of Nolensville's history as a town in the, the storyline, who cares? Well, it's like, if you go by that Morton Britton house sitting on Tommy's land now back there, it's like it looks like a trailer home just sitting on some block. Mm -hmm. It's like... like not that like somebody just somebody just uh knocked out all the windows to that oh really that? somebody like somebody put rocks through the window wasn't yeah. me i this no, episode's no. gonna make it sound <laughs> oh like yeah, yeah. It was, not no. me. was it the day after the election right no it was before the election okay. it's just okay. like it's just Man, like should, come on like you you spent you spent fifty thousand dollars not more or raised or to move it yeah to do this like i don't think there's gonna be another fifty thousand laying around from from residents want to donate again when something truly historic comes up, like you, you wasted your opportunity on something that you really just wanted to save because it's old. And lo and behold, uh, a former alderman got to have it on his land. Um, it's just, 
mind blowing to me. My, my, my mother taught me something um, very early on in age. I don't even know why I was taught this, but um, but she she always taught me follow the money, and I I just think that the moral of the Morton Britton House story is to follow the money. So if you look at who was involved in it, from a voting member of BOMA to the Historic Society, the Historic Society came out and like put out some language around well wasn't a BOMA member involved and like they have all these like remember I kept asking because I knew the answer oh my gosh they have, they, the and, and they have all these like like FAQs on like who was involved where's who the money going it? who owns What's it, it? Be? it's like okay like they're dancing around the issue which is that like Tommy Duggar was a member of BOMA and he owned the land and he was a voting member of all, everything that happened to get this house to his land and then he Stands to make money off of what this thing becomes because he actually owns it now, right? He, he not only is it, he doesn't have to sell it to make money; he can just mortgage it. He can correct. take a, he can like, take out a HELOC like, on like this thing. He, right. he right. negotiated yeah, this it's an asset. He, it's, it's an yes, asset. Yeah, right. He negotiated this deal to where, like, okay, fine. He didn't vote on it. He recused himself. Cool, dude. But like, you still got you still had handshake deals, and you knew every single alderman who was going to vote on it. And they all voted for this piece of like property to get transferred to your property, and it sits there now, and you're not paying a dime because it's all donations that are going to rebuild this thing, and then you're going to turn it into a museum or something to to who's going to make the money from that? The historic so, society? I so like I no. don't know. I know that like both of you guys being marketing guys have to at least appreciate the spin on that, the marketing spin of like. No, this is not about making money. This is about doing the public a service. Yeah, he saved yeah. the house. It's like it's like Jake Paul saying, "I'm just a YouTuber." He came in, he out came in at the eleventh hour uh, magically. Yeah, it's like, it's of like course, he, he saved. This of course, story. nobody else wanted to save this house. It's like, like, like Nolansville. Anytime you have a free house. I'll take it. Yeah, I, right. I will. I will. I will bite the bullet. That's so generous of you, Mike. I will take Thank that so much, <laughs> especially if it comes with commercial zoning and variances on a floodplain. Yeah. All right, so <laughs> please, like, allow me. Touche. <laughs> All right. So speaking of follow the money, I, I think we would be remiss if we didn't talk about Publix Ooh. and 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 that piece of land and the history of how miraculously Publix. Stands to build on the corner of, of Rocky Fork and uh, and Nolensville Road. When we were told by so many self-proclaimed experts that intersection is a terrible intersection for a grocery store, it won't work. We were told that by our own leaders. Yeah, our own leaders told the Kroger was store. told that by the experts. Yeah, that's because Kroger doesn't know. But yeah, our, our expert, our our board, our both of our boards told the grocer to not. Build on that intersection, yeah. and I, I know I'm being a bit facetious, but I don't want to be the one to reveal. There's something, honestly, and I, I told this to, I told this to my wife. I, I said to her literally, this is going to be maybe I'll maybe I'll tease this for our intro. The my my goal, my like my literal my goal in doing this podcast is what we're about to talk about. Hmm. <laughs> I I only am doing this podcast 
so that we can talk about what we're about to talk about. Let's yeah. hold it off for like episode nine. I know, right? Let's tease it for a while. <laughs> no, I, I've known about this for so long. Yeah. And it boils my blood so much that I was like, this is the kind of this is this is why this podcast exists. This, this is this is the proof. Yes. Of Smalls and a Charm. This is this is what but I don't want to be the one yes. because it's not my story to share. Um but I the thing is this this thing and I, and I think maybe uh, Chris, you might be the one to talk about this a little bit. Sure. But this thing has been circulating around certain crowds of people for a while, known to exist. And I, I have been banging the drum since I saw it, that this needs to see the light of day. It's taken way too long. But let's talk about Publix and the fact that land at some point maybe, I don't even know, still does, belong to the, the former mayor, rest in peace, Jimmy Alexander. I'm, I know you're a great dad, great grandfather. We're talking about you as a mayor. Belongs to the mayor's girlfriend. Yes. Talk to me about that, Chris. Um, okay, so there, there's, a, there's a lengthy story here. And uh, got nine minutes. Yes, on this segment, we'll we'll take a break at I, some point. I, I, th- I think we need to cut to the next segment, but we can get, uh, we'll we we'll at least lead, we'll at least lead, do the lead up. So, um, yeah, there there's there's a very very deep story here that I, I don't think any of us, when we got involved in old soul politics and started paying attention, I don't think any of us realized uh, this is what we were dealing with. It it like we we just thought okay like maybe somebody's getting like some cash for an, a neighborhood or you know so, like somebody's got some handshake deal to get a car wash approved for example I don't think any of us realize that like no there's like some actual big retailers looking to develop here in Nolensville and the people in charge are having meetings n- number one are having meetings with them two are telling the are telling the public like a different story and 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 three are basically trying to negotiate all the terms of this deal to benefit somebody they're connected to and they're designing and planning the entire town to where this fits correct right Correct. That that's the big one. Yes, and and I think if you go back far enough in Nolansville's history, and and you look at like, so there, people have to imagine there was a time when like Rocky Fork didn't dead end into Nolansville. Like it, Rocky Fork went through the ball fields. Where old old Nolansville old Nolansville Road Nolansville is Park now. Or yeah, like there, there, there was yeah. there was a time when like you couldn't drive, like. Like you couldn't drive through all the corn. Rocky fields. Fork didn't connect into Clover Crop. Correct. And connected into Old Clover Crop. Correct. Yeah. And, and so your your drive was like, you know, I'm going to drive by the Methodist Church and the shops. Right. And the ball fields. That was Rocky Fork. That was yep. Rocky Fork. Yeah. Um. There. There's a reason that that was realigned several years ago, and the person, the who owned the land. That it was realigned through was the mayor, the girl, who's the girlfriend of the mayor. Not at the time, though. Like, so, like, so she is like the like 
the offspring or in the lineage of the person that actually started the town. Yeah, sure. The, so the Greens, so like Sherwood Green, like the, they own, they used to own all that land. Obviously, now it's a subdivision. Nonesville Elementary School, they owned all that land. Now it's a school. Uh, like if you if you trace it all the way back, that whole entire Rocky Four corridor thing, they owned yeah. a, a big chunk of that. And then cutting cutting through Rocky Four, connecting into Clovercroft, did create a very desirable piece of land there. Uh, but to your point. That entire stretch, like all this, all the new stuff that we have in in uh, in the Nonesville Historic District, has been designed with the anticipation of that publics going in on that one corner. Correct. So, like when people talk about, like now when people talk about, well, Darcy needed needed density to make it work, and publics didn't. Public has built in density because we've already approved Greenbrook South and Greenbrook North on both ends of those, which is essentially the same exact they literally yeah they literally just approved it separately yeah they, they, right it, before it. it took three votes but Publix 100% has the density there too yeah. like they'll have the exact amount of the same amount of people around Publix probably even more so because you have Sherwood Green right there that connect mm-hmm. connected with a bridge you know that million dollar bridge that yeah, no. yeah. For, for, for <laughs> congratulations you spent a half I, million dollars on a bridge I, I yeah. think it, I think it goes to say for 10 years Boma basically took, I mean, so if you look at Miss Green's, like where her estate lives, right? Yeah. Like where, where her house lives on Rocky Fork. She's the big white house. It's right like the, Yes, right. it's like the, the grand mansion, old looking, like plantation style, whatever. Like, so, and I just think people need to understand everything in Ballinger. She sold. Yeah. No, her her family know. sold. Yeah. Yep. Her family was Ballinger. Ballinger was her. I didn't know that. Everything in Nolensville Elementary School was her. Everything for Greenbrook South was her. So if you go to Cabo's, if you go to Cornell Brothers, if you go to... Um, that's North. Yeah. No, that's South. That's Greenbrook South. No, no, it's North. That's North. South is the one that's not built yet. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, you're good. <laughs> north, 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 <laughs> my my direction is you're, you're, you're good, you're good. Um, no, so, but everything in that development is her, everything that's like being developed is also her. And then like the public's development is right in between it all. Like this is a, this is a master plan. It really, it really is. And like, Jimmy Alexander has a planning background of like five, six decades. In correct. The like, like this wasn't by mistake. It was designed this way at, at some point in time. You know, the two of them met, they created a relationship, and, um, you know, this corner, and I, I don't fault them for it, Makes it's sense. a great corner. There's a lot of traffic, there, like all the metrics make sense for why you would pick this corner. The problem is when when you start saying, well, my corner which means the land that you're, like are oh, you gonna you are so bad you're gonna go <laughs> into a rent uh, and, good. <laughs> and, but, but this is the problem the problem is like when the votes came down and it's like well my corner for publics is the only thing we can vote for and all of a sudden kroger's like well hey this this corner across the street that has the fire department and has other land available yes we want to buy that and we want to put a, a kroger here and all of a sudden, 
like the people voting were like, no way. That's it, that's my biggest issue. Yeah, so it's just so like I've I've known about the publics going on that Greenland for a while. I even made I I wrote emails to Jimmy Alexander at the time when he was mayor, asking him like, hey, I know this publics is coming. I've seen the videos of you sitting there with Miss Green and Robbie Swan, the 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 you know the developer for Watkins Development. Like I like everybody knows. Like we've Googled it. We've like searched all the internet to figure pause, out. Pause, 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 pause. Hold up. That is that. No, no, we got time. I just want to point out that is what I was alluding to. That yeah. is what I said. This is it's, why I'm making this podcast. I've seen the video of Jimmy and, and people. I I've never lied on the show. Just I want to point out before we hit the break and then we come back. That is what I'm talking about. <laughs> Jimmy and Janice alone at Amico's. I'll tell you where it was. I've with, seen the with video. The at, at, at a, a four-seater table. Sitting uh-huh. with the developers the of Publix while he was mayor. Who we saw years later. Yes. Coming back and presenting it. Coming back and presenting the like, exact development. Like, 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 like it was brand new. Like, like, like we'd never seen this before. We've seen... That is... That is this stuff has been in the works for years. I'm telling at you, least this four. is this at is why four years prior to it coming up to Boma or yeah. you'll see. This is why I said this is why I was I wanted to do this podcast. This one video, we're not going to show it here now, but I can swear on anything you care to trust me on. It's real. I've seen the video of Jimmy Alexander and his girlfriend Janice Green sitting at a table at Amico's. With the two representatives of the real estate firm that represents Publix, four years before this got presented. Right. Yep. Sorry, I just wanted to stop because you you gave it away there. So I want to make sure we get something. You're good. Let's take a break and then I'll continue my rent because I have a really good rent. I love it. I want it. <laughs> yes. I really good. Rent. Yes. All right. So like we had to take a break there. So I, would, I I got a chance to kind of put my thoughts together here. Uh, with that video, I've I, I've seen the video way before like Beaumont got ousted out, uh, out of the government, and I it was in, in Jimmy Alexander's heyday when he was you know ruler of all. Uh, I emailed him. I asked him about the publics on the green property. He told me no publics. I'm like, like this is why the insider exists because I know you're lying to me, dude. Like I've seen it, I've researched it. Like the guys, the the, the dude that you're meeting with. It is on the front page of the development company that primarily deals with public. Well, say his only client is public. I looked that up. Right, the guy's only client. Only client. Yeah. one client. It's public. Public. Yeah. Like there's no publics coming on the, on the green property. And then like right away, like and then not only that, but then he emails Derek Adams saying your buddy is asking questions about this corner, like they're wrong. Like, the, the, like there's the, no grocery. There's no grocery I've never had a meeting about a grocery in Nolan's. Fast forward two years oh. after their email, there is a there's a proposal for a grocery. Right. And we actually ended up saving that project because that project originally was supposed to be a McDonald's and a, and a tire discount with a Publix in the back. It was supposed to be like the trashiest of trash yeah. inside of a historic district. And if it wasn't for the charter change, if it wasn't for the BOC implementing a moratorium in that area for six months to get their zoning in order, that happens and it becomes like this. that's what you would have had yeah so, you, so, so really what you're saying is miss green you're welcome we'd like our check <laughs> yeah like i i would like Everybody i, I would like my finder's fee 
uh, for for helping you develop that land. And 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 it, it's, I was against that project. I'm still against that project because I don't think that that uh, putting a fifty thousand square foot store inside of your historic uh, downtown is appropriate. Like you don't have a Publix inside of downtown Franklin. No. You don't have a you don't have a you don't have a Kroger inside of like any play any small downtown. They're usually on the outskirts of town, right? Whatever. The, my biggest issue with this whole thing is that the government legitimately picked winners and losers. There's more that there's more legacy families. I understand protecting the legacies of these families that started the town, and I appreciate the fact that the Greens came here and that you can you can trace their lineage back to the when the wheel broke. I I, I do appreciate sure. that. Uh, but they weren't the only ones. Right across the street from the Greens is Frank Wilson. He's also a legacy family. He also had a grocer propose on his property, right. and the government said, "Screw you, right. go south." It's a the, terrible intersection for a grocery store. Why? 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 <laughs> why, the, why does? Why one versus the other? Right, and then they're literally they're carbon copies of each other. They're on the opposite sides of the street. They're, they were neighbors for two hundred years. The government picked one to win and one to lose. Correct. Like I'm not okay with that. Yep. Like even even like you were mentioning the rerouting a rocky fort uh, fork. Like there's a legacy family that little like they, they got their land eminent domain by the government, right. the Joe property. Right. Like he ended up suing the town for like the mistreatment of his property because right. they cut it all weird. Yeah. Like there's more than just the Greens and the Morton Britons that are the legacy families. There are the Wilsons. There are the Jobs that got the chef from the government because the government picked which ones get to win and which ones get to lose. Yep. I'm not okay with that. Like it's like if you want to if, if you want to link this whole episode to like I'm not anti car wash. I'm not anti Morton Britain. I'm not anti like green development. Like I'm anti the government picking those to win yeah. and then not applying that same principles, those same principles to the exact equivalent of those projects. You're, like, why did Matthew Shilvers not get the same treatment as the car wash? You're anti-consistency, and you're anti-shady dealings, and you're anti, uh, like, people having their hand in the cookie jar, to steal your yeah. phrase from earlier. Like, it, it too often, if you, like, trace Nolan's vote in your record on development, too often, there has been someone involved in that development that is also a voting member of the town. It's it's just happened far too often for that to be a well, coincidence. We've named three, right? I mean, sure, like, sure but more. but I mean, you look at all of it. It's like, okay, great. It's a small town. This stuff happens. We get it. It's like you you read about it in some other small town, and you're like, oh, like of course that's how it works. You never think it's going to be in your backyard until un, until like fifteen thousand people move here. Well, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, that's in my backyard. Yeah. The, the whole problem I have with it is just that it would have been so easy in all of these stories we're talking about to have just done the right thing. Yep. And you could have still got what you wanted. Correct. It, it's that thing. Apply it's, the same. Uh, apply the same rules to everybody. Correct. Yeah. Like don't apply. Don't apply the rules that are benef- that are beneficial only to yourself or only to the people that you picked. Because like I'm sure that like. You know, 40 years ago, Jimmy didn't sit down and say, like, I'm going to move to Nolensville one day. I'm going to uh, behoove the, the the legacy family and then make this lot. I'm just, like, that's obviously not a master plan. But, like, if, if you're going to say, like, there's a grocery store that's appropriate in this area, like, why isn't it appropriate across the street? Like, that's insane to me. Like, if it's appropriate to put, 
a house in a floodplain, why is it not appropriate to do other things in floodplain somewhere else? If it's appropriate to grant a variance for a car wash in this area, why is it not appropriate to entertain the idea to entertain the idea of of, of apartment buildings or condos like two blocks down the street? Like I, I just don't get we're it. We're literally about to witness this live for the first time in two years. Is, well, yeah. <laughs> 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 I, I, wish, I wish it was so much longer, but you're right, in two years. But, like, like literally, Haley, Haley Gallick, who is on the commission right now, owns land in the, the triangle, triangle, which is like this piece of property that is like a bunch of property owners all scattered about. It's, that it's, a, it's Williams... Clovercroft, yes. River, Williams, York Road, Nolensville, between Clovercroft. There's this whole like piece of land and it's a bunch of property owners and they all represent what is proposed as the new village. The future village. It's like the historic district spillover and what could be in the future. Most of them, most, I would say the majority of them want to sell. They they were out they, they, they were they, out like, of force on in the different like places. Some some of them are part of the Kroger project. Some of them want to sell as a part of like being attached to that and like a developer could come in and say, Well we're we're gonna build stuff that's like auxiliary to the Kroger project. I but I think it goes without saying, it's like Haley Haley Gallic owns land. She literally lives in a house that's attached mm -hmm. to the village. To like what we're what people she's are part proposing, of it. She's, she's, she's part, part of it. Of it yeah. So, like, she has a vested interest in this, and it and it's no different than what's happened before. It's like, okay, I own land and I vote. This is how things have worked in Nolensville for years. I own land and I vote, and so therefore I'm going to vote to control things in a certain way. And now you have Haley Gallic who says I own land and I vote, and honestly. I don't understand how she doesn't vote to just be a part of this because like, she's like the anti. She's like I don't want. I mean, any it's like this. like like I mean, she would be a millionaire overnight. It's like I don't know what she bought her house for, but it's like it's great. Like you're gonna like make millions of dollars. Who cares? Who cares what gets built on your land? You're gonna make a ton of money, but may maybe she does care about like how it develops and what and whatnot. But like at the end of the day, if even if she cares about like protecting a certain like philosophy of development or like how Nolensville shapes up in the future, she still runs into the problem of I'm a landowner and I vote, she, and and this not, is how Nolensville has always operated. So mm -hmm. how does she how does she remove she, she, herself? She's, so she's very cautious. She's she's an underwriter for an insurance company. She is cautious. Not any insurance company, though. Our insurance company. The town's, the, the town's company. insurance company. I think that needs to be with, said. I, I, like, I know that you have beef with that. I necessarily don't. She was in, I think she was in marketing before that. She, like, communications. Communicate, yeah. Uh, so she was in communications before that. Now she's an underwriter, which is a telltale sign of a poorly run organization. No offense, Pat. <laughs> uh, right? I mean, yeah. I, mean, I get you. Uh, but uh, she's she's done a pretty good job, which I attribute to you because you're always out to like, you know, file an ethics complaint. Uh, but 
she's she's done a very good job of uh, of recusing herself when when there's pitfalls there. Like, I know there was an MTP issue that she recused herself from. I hope and I'm expecting her to recuse herself from any sort of rezone to her property. Uh, but you know, which I, I do respect her for that. I do respect her for saying I can become a millionaire overnight, or I can get my way of no development ever. Sure. And she to to be able to step away from that. I mean, that's that's honorable because it hasn't been done in Nolensville. Like you know, that's not that's not what Nolensville has been doing. Yeah, but I, what, I will say on the record, on on our show, and to the camera, if Haley votes in any way. To devalue herself, meaning to devalue the land that she owns, I will have an immense amount of respect for her. Because nobody ever, ever in office has ever voted that way. But do you know what I would do if I was in her shoes? I would make sure there's a couple of candidates who just got elected. Who who, could do my bidding for me. Who could vote however I wanted. I don't have to do that. Truth. And then someone could vote. In a way that helps me. The next two years are gonna suck. Without the four. Well, she's got two more, I guess. Yeah. My point is, you know, I would just do yeah, that, right? Sure. I'm not saying she's like, doing like, that. Like she, I'm just saying I would do that. She can position herself to vote uh, advantageously, as if she doesn't support the stuff. Yeah. And and it can still get done. She could still get vote. So, by the way, if I ever run for office, I'm not saying I would do that. My point is, if I was her. And I had, I, you know, maybe wanted to help myself. True. That's what that's what I would do. Just pointing that out. It's not. I, I actually don't think that's right. I wouldn't do that. Um, it's a good tip, though. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, maybe she take my advice. We'll see. We'll see in January if she takes my advice. Um, so, so that's that's an interesting kind of concept of of you've got some people coming in who feel a certain way, but realistically, though, honestly, I'm I'm being facetious when I say that. Uh, I I would not expect either, either of those two candidates to vote that way, right? You wouldn't vote. You wouldn't expect them to vote for that triangle because that's kind of anti what they ran. Well, they didn't really run on anything, so I don't know. Uh, they, they, they ran on they ran on controlling density. Which, so, that, that would, so that would be the opposite of what if they were to vote to do something that would help a Haley out. That actually sure. would, would be anti what they ran on, though, right? Right. So. Haley, Haley wins if like oh, and then wins according to like my perspective because like you win in my eyes if your land becomes more valuable. Right. So like Haley becomes richer if that triangle becomes CD five. I'm not sure if she wants it. Like she, like everything she's indicated so far, she doesn't want it. She wants to slow down growth, be more controlled growth. Uh, I'm a big proponent of being fair. She hasn't like the only time I've ever had a, any sort of problem with her was when she leaked my email to. Uh, one of those right. uh, yeah. knockoff TNI sites. Yeah, wannabes. Uh, and then, uh, no, I, but I she, she, she's been fairly on the right side of the law. Well, always been on the right side of the law, but she's been fairly consistent on being on the same exact side of it. And I'll, I will give her credit that she ha- she does have a platform and she keeps to that platform, which is like get your votes if enough people agree with your platform. You put your platform out there. You went on that, like you should. You should continue with your platform. So, like, I there is respect from, like, from my end to that, where it's like, it hold your values, hold them strong, do your thing. Like, yeah, I don't. I like it would be it, not only would it be boring, but it, it would get it would it, 
it would fly off the rails if there was five Joels on a board, or if there was five Derricks on a board. Yeah, right. I it's agree like, with you. Then, I agree it's with like you. then, then it, it kind of becomes like what Boma was. There was five people that had the same kind of idea. There was no contentious votes. They they all had the same vision, and they got like, every everything that either got everything was unanimous. Right. Everything either got everything either was it was it was it was very much like all for one, one for all. Where it's like we're gonna do this our way. And now you have you do have debates, you do have tension, you do have a lot of votes that go three two, four one, right? Which is what you want to see from the board. It's healthy. Right? Yeah. yeah, it is healthy. S- speaking of that, I, th- I think we have enough time to hit real quick. Just um, and, and you guys can say no, 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 don't don't talk about this. But um, I know that the the um, the planning commission just voted to move forward with the zoning, hmm. um, and it was five to four. Uh, right, that's right, right. That was a yeah. Thing. Um, but I the, the most important piece of that I think the salient piece of information that came from that was 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 Derek Adams basically said before calling the question was we've all got to a point where we've all said our piece mm, we all, <laughs> well we we all no one's changing their minds right you're not changing anybody's mind right and and also. Uh, the whole town and country vision the country people got everything they wanted and the town is only sacrificed and the country people are still saying no we want more let's yeah. call the question they voted it got moved forward so like like I think I'm, I'm just thinking about like like um, Haley's position as it might be moving forward all of that you know it's it's when you're when you're an elected official and you ran on a platform, and you know what you were elected to do. You can stick to your guns, even when you get a couple of emails of people telling you, "Oh no, I don't like this," because you you told people what you wanted to do, right. and a majority voted for you, and you can do those things. Um, my fear with, I mean, real estate this is kind of what we're talking about in this episode. My fear with the, t- the two new commissioners is that, I, I mean, I've said this is so redundant, I-, I feel like a broken record, but they didn't really run on anything. Right. They might feel like they ran on something, but if they feel that way, it's because they had people behind the scenes telling them what to do. Yep. Because they did not communicate that publicly. Correct. So if they feel like they have a mandate from people who voted for them it's only because somebody is pulling their strings who do you so what what do you think is a greater number uh the people the amount of people that wrote me in or the amount of people that know what the density number in villages hmm. oh people wrote you in right do you think there's 200 people in town that know what the density maximums are no no what, no way so this being, this being a <clears throat> this being a a referendum or a mandate <laughs> from the public yeah. is a total crock of crap it's i mean yeah, it's, it is like it is like what are the setbacks in village i mean you voted for kate you you put a, you, you put a you put a Correct. mandate on town what are the setbacks in village yep like, no i mean to to your point mike i i just don't think that people so let's just call it what it is. People showed up to vote because there are other people they're voting for in this election. There, like there are other people on the ballot. Yeah. There's state. There's federal. You're talking about the red wave. 
I mean, uh, the R- ripple. I'm, I'm, RIP. I'm not, RIP. I mean, I'm not. I'm not getting into like. A, I'm not getting into a side, but like, I mean, in Williamson County, like there, there's a very specific, like side that people. I mean, it's a high percentage. People tend to show up to vote for a certain side of things. Sadly, I mean, like I, I don't, I don't feel like the the total country is represented in our county. Sure. So, I'm just trying to be fair to everyone. But that's how our county votes. That's how it is. People show up, though, in droves to vote on federal and state things. They don't necessarily give a about what's going on in local politics. In, in Tennessee, especially in Wilson County, it's a very big pride thing. Like, I'm, yes. I'm going to be the wave this year. They, uh-huh. don't, they don't care about local stuff. I would gander to say that like 25% of people that vote in Nolensville, that's a very small percentage actually cared about what's happening in Nolensville. seventy five percent of people just live here and they don't give a I'm starting to understand why people think I'm a liberal. I do I do crack a lot of jokes at the conservatives. Yeah. So <laughs> they're just so easy. <laughs> to that point about though. The jokes. Like yeah. um there's a lot of people that show up to vote because they feel like it's their duty. They need to have their voice heard. And if if you notice when you go through like the voting topics, right? It's like the last thing you vote for is the local election. Mm-hmm. It's the last thing, and there were it. You're asked to pick two. Cool. So after you get through three pages of voting for stuff, and you're asked to pick two for Nolansville, do you really think most people were actually paying attention? No. no. It- and do you really think that most people were paying attention? To the weeks leading up to the election? No. Because that's just how things work. Like, people only voted for the charter change because it was literally the only issue. Right. It was like, yes or no? Do you want the government to change? Yeah. Like, it's a very... It was <laughs> a, always yes. To our, to our, but to our benefit, it was like a very easy issue. It was like, do you think the government's... Yeah. yeah, and then we had the we had the benefit too of <laughs> of being the positive option on that. Correct. Most people, yeah, like, even if you don't, yeah. know are you are you for or against? You, you want to be positive, right? right? Even if you don't know what but, you're talking about. But but in this in this scenario, it's like, hey, there's like three people running. There's kind of a write in. Maybe you've heard of them, but at the end of the day. People are gonna pick two. Well, here's a, here's it, and people did. Well, so here's the people thing: people did. You you put yourself in the shoes of someone who is is like what you described, which is, I showed up to the polls because I care about, I want to elect Jack Johnson or whatever it is. Sure, Jack I'm, Johnson killed it though. I, well, he was unopposed, right? I mean, he still killed it, right? Yeah, <laughs> way to go! <laughs> shout out! I, I've got a, I've got a friend who runs Forkshire's campaign, so shout out! Shout out! To, to, I, I, I'm not I'm not on that side of things, but way to go! You did it, uh, but no, you show you show up to the polls and and you're there to vote for Jack or whatever yeah. it is, and then you got some guy walking by saying, "Hey, did you know this one candidate's got a pending DUI?" Right. Stay away from that. And of course, as we talked about previously, that was a lie. It's not true. <clears throat> uh, could be interpreted as illegal. We'll see. Um, but that happened to you. You 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 don't even know about this stuff. You're just here to vote for Jack, and all of a sudden, some guy says. Don't don't vote for her, because this thing you don't have time to figure out what the truth is or not. So you go in there and you vote for Jack because you really care about that. You vote to maybe end slavery in Tennessee, which is another element about it. 
right. mind-blowing. But you right. did it. You voted for that, too. You knew about that. But you didn't know about this little thing happening here in town. But somebody told you, maybe don't vote for this one person because there's a pending DUI. Not true. Again, but you don't know that. So you go and you say, all right, well, there's three names on the ballot. Someone told me not to vote for this one. Yep. The, the thing tells me to vote for two. Who so, else am I going to vote for? So way to go. Way to go, Joe. I, yeah, I, you so, did it. I, I don't I don't know. Uh, it's still so fresh. It happened like a week ago. Uh, or like less than a week. It's Saturday. We're recording this on Saturday. It happened on yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the way I looked at the data, and obviously, like, don't have the full picture. I just have rough, uh, just rough numbers. I, I mean, it's almost like, it's almost like, the the electorate was too in tune with the news because like I do legitimately think that she had the lead going in to the news stories and then the news stories you you hear you see the headline you see you see the newsreel you watch the nightly news I don't know who still does but I mean obviously people still do and then like that all flipped like that's 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 what the numbers are telling me is that like she lost the election day by 200 votes it was like a thousand per kate and jessica and she had 800 so she lost by like 25 percent on day of and she was only down by four on the end of mm-hmm. on the end of early and it was two days of early voting which were the two busiest days of early voting after the news story broke out so like that tr- that that trend would suggest that she led up until the news story broke so let's let's bring it back a little bit to real estate because that's kind of what we're talking yeah. about this <laughs> I, so what you said though is 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 all true um I, I agree with that that analysis that that's what happened what that says to me and we said this in the last episode is that that's fine if you if 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 the method moving forward is involving the local news in this nonsense then we've got a ton of real estate deals and weird conflicts of interest that from now on we'll just make sure we involve the local yeah, news I mean, that's, I, in those I, things. If, if elections from now on is who can have the catchiest slogan, like I mean, it's going to be a wash from now on. But if it's who can go more viral, like, we're, <clears throat> like I'm not losing an election. I, I, so for the last like two elections in Nolansville, because uh, I lived here long enough to be, I've gone through two of them. Um, both elections, you would drive down Nolensa Road and other side roads, and you would see huge signs that said Duggar Realty. Tommy Duggar was an elected official and had huge real estate signs. He still does to this day. I think there's only one left. Well, I mean, it, those contracts it, it's, are it's, 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 it's either dwindled or he sold the land for them. One of the two. But. Nonetheless, like you had people that were involved that were actively selling land in town, and were can like were involved in the aspects of like controlling zoning and making sure things went a certain way. Those people are still involved. Like like whether or not they're gonna like financially benefit because they're like the seller's agent on the land doesn't matter. Like they're still they still want to control how things get zoned. How like. They still have some financial aspect. And I think that's the point we're trying to drive home is these people at the end of the day were involved for years and years and years in planning the town, being involved in politics, 
and were also like kind of doing the side hustle where they like were real estate agents, were getting side benefits, handshake deals, under the table money, whatever. Like that all was happening in some way, shape, or form to what we understand. It's still going on. Mm-hmm. And yeah, to, 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 to wrap are, this all up, like people are like, calling real estate agents. Yes, like the day after this election, somebody called a real estate agent and said, Guess what? My guy controls the council. So your zoning that you think is going to come through for your your uh, like client is never going to happen. So you should just like stop selling their land. That like this is mind blowing. It's twenty twenty two. Like the fact that people think this town isn't going to grow is crazy, and the fact that like people still think that they can control things from behind the scene is crazy. And we're going to call out every single instance. Of that that we find. apply it fairly or don't apply it correct. Right. So so to kind of put it, it's kind of put a bow on it. Like I think that the the message is to anyone out there watching, if in the future at any time that someone comes up to the board of commissioners and presents any kind of development anything like that, do a little bit of research, dig into who they are, who have they talked to, who stands to benefit from this. As as Chris said earlier, his mom taught him follow the money, see where it actually goes. We'll, we'll do our best as much as we can to kind of keep you updated on what we think that is. But again, don't ever take our word for it. The most fair thing we can do is say, go look it up for yourself so that you don't, you don't fall into the trap that everybody we're talking about wants you to fall into, which is taking somebody's word for it. So do your own research. We, we love that you're watching this podcast or listening to this podcast, but don't just take us as the source of truth either. Do your own research. And I think you'll find the truth. And I think the best way to do that is engagement. If you ask us yeah. how we know, we'll tell you how we know. And yep. you can determine if, that's the, if that will mm-hmm. be your line of research. 100%. All right. But for now, thanks for watching. Small Town Charm will be back next time. Thanks for watching or listening. Bye.